The Way to Glory is produced by CT Creative Studio in collaboration with Revelation Media and The Pilgrim's Progress. The movie, coming to theaters Easter weekend. For more information, keep listening or go to revelationmedia.com. A world away and still not far Like fabric woven into ours the dawn and shot out through the night and day is coming soon the journey of the christian life is a precarious undertaking full of setbacks failures and disappointments john bunyan's pilgrim's progress offers an unflinching look at the spiritual and emotional dangers we face along the way to the cross and eternal life in the celestial city Each week on The Way to Glory, we'll be following the story's protagonist, Christian, in another chapter on that journey. Today we're confronted by a fierce enemy, Apollyon, who threatens to obstruct Christian from reaching the celestial city, if not destroy him altogether. Pastor and professor Derek Thomas will help guide us. This is The Way to Glory, a Pilgrim's Progress podcast, presented by CT Creative Studio and Revelation Media. How do you think of the devil? Or do you think of him at all? Hi, I'm your host, Richard Clark. If you're like me, you rarely think of Satan as a person. And if you do, it's usually in some trivial context, like Halloween or some cartoon where he's like on someone's shoulder trying to convince them to eat something that's unhealthy. But Satan is a real person. He has genuine power and genuine desire to destroy us spiritually. There's a lot of reasons we ignore this idea. And it's all too easy to explain away the supernatural these days. We think of Satan as some abstract concept rather than a personified force. But he is a person and he wants what is worst for us. I love this part of Pilgrim's Progress because it stands out among a lot of other things that Christian sort of falls into or happens into. He, he encounters a lot of people who are sort of indirectly harming him or indirectly challenging him. But in this case, Apollyon is sort of presented as this undeniable enemy. He's someone who wants what's worse for Christian. And in this moment, Christian is able to recognize that and then react accordingly. This concept of a showdown with Satan isn't just relegated to Pilgrim's Progress. It actually occurs in the Bible. From Job to Jesus, we see the devil taking a specific interest in specific people and really going after them in the best way that he can figure out to do. He has knowledge of their situation. He has little tricks he'll pull on them. He has accusations to throw at him. He has all kinds of ways that he's attacking these individuals. And usually it happens at like key moments in their life, when they're really about to accomplish God's mission that he has for them, when they're really doing something good. Jesus was tempted by Satan when he was on the cusp of his ministry. And for Job, it was like a big point-proving existential and cosmic battle, really. 
Job wasn't aware of that, but he might have noticed that it happened when everything was going great for him. The devil is good at fighting us. He's been doing it for centuries. I know that for me, there have been times in my life when it has felt like, like, whoa, like I'm being attacked right now. I've felt these intense feelings of shame and accusation. I haven't been able to get them out of my brain, you know. I've been stuck with them. I've seen other people descend into fear and just panic, sort of fight or flight response. I've seen other people just sort of give up and embrace nihilistic hedonism or just total despair. And it all happens because they believe the accusations, right? It's the slings and the arrows that Satan is throwing at us, like, they work. He is more than willing to take advantage of the knowledge he has about us. For me, I tend to feel this in terms of shame. For others, it might be a sense of pride or doubt, temptation, or even just intense apathy. So when we're faced with these attacks from the accuser, how can we protect ourselves? Well, according to Derek Thomas, a featured teacher in Ligonier's video series, The Pilgrim's Progress, A Guided Tour, that's when it's time to go on the offensive. I keep telling them, you cannot enter the pearly gates unless you have read Pilgrim's Progress. <laughs> He's also the pastor of First Presbyterian Church Columbia and a professor of systematic and practical theology at Reformed Theological Seminary in Atlanta. When Christian leaves uh, Palace Beautiful, which is an, an, an allegory for the church, he's given a sword and a shield and a helmet. And, and now, you know, you get ready in the story because a battle is about to ensue. And he comes across Apollyon, uh, one of the Bible names for uh, Satan in, in Revelation uh, 9. And it, it means destroyer. He had wings like a dragon and feet like a bear. And out of his belly came fire and smoke, and his mouth was as the mouth of a lion. When he was come up to Christian, he beheld him with a disdainful countenance, and thus began to question him. Bunyan's description of him, and, and more than that, the description of, of the manner in which he assaults Christian is absolutely breathtaking. Paul says in Ephesians 6, put on the whole armor of God, that in the evil day, uh, you may be able to stand. What Paul is talking about is that there are days or, or seasons in our life when we seem to be in the crosshairs of Satan. And when you asked me this question um, a month or so ago, I've just passed through a season where I I felt as though I was in Satan's crosshairs thing seems to be wonderful and the sun is shining all of a sudden you turn a corner and you know bang something something horrible happens and it sort of paralyzes you and you are facing something that is evil and and wicked i think i'm at the end of that process but in the in the initial stages of it the attack is palpable. Then did Christian draw, for he saw it was time to bestir him. And Apollyon is fast made at him, throwing darts as thick as hail, by which notwithstanding all that Christian could do to avoid it, 
Apollyon wounded him in his head, his hand, and foot. This made Christian give a little back. Apollyon, therefore, followed his work amain, and Christian again took courage and resisted as manfully as he could. This sore combat lasted for above half a day, even till Christian was almost quite spent. For you must know that Christian, by reason of his wounds, must needs grow weaker and weaker. He's throwing these darts at him and Christian's head and hands and, and feet are injured in, in the process. So, so this is a real battle. This is, you know, Satan is out to destroy you. And, and he, he says things to Christian, you know, you, you're, you're one of mine. Thou hast already been unfaithful in thy service to him. And how dost thou think to receive wages of him? And, and Christian replies saying something like, well, I used to be one of yours, but I am no longer. Christian said, wherein, O Apollyon, have I been unfaithful to him? And then Bunyan does something quite breathtaking. He has Apollyon accuse Christian of not living the sort of Christian life that he should live. Thou didst faint at first setting out when thou wast almost choked in the gulf of despond. Thou didst attempt wrong ways to be rid of thy burden, whereas thou shouldst have stayed till thy prince had taken it off. Thou didst sinfully sleep and lose thy choice things. Thou wast almost persuaded also to go back at the sight of the lions. And when thou talkest of thy journey and of what thou hast seen and heard, thou art inwardly desirous of vainglory in all that thou sayest or dost. That hurts, you know, and and that's what Satan does to us every single day. He reminds you not of your past, but of your present. I mean, who are you to call yourself a Christian? I mean, look at look at your life. You didn't pray this morning. You haven't read the scriptures today, and you're a mess. I mean, what 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 right have you to call yourself a Christian? And Bunyan's answer in Christian's words are, are equally breathtaking because Christian then says. Oh, but you don't know the half of it. I'm much worse than you make me out to be. Christian said, All this is true, and much more which thou hast left out. But the prince whom I serve and honor is merciful and ready to forgive. But besides, these infirmities possessed me in thy country. For there I sucked them in, and have groaned under them, been sorry for them, and have obtained pardon of my prince. And, and that, that's like pulling the rug from underneath him because we're not saved on the basis of our performance, not in the past and not today's performance or tomorrow's performance. And I can't tell you how many days in a week I think about that response that Christian gave to Satan because Satan is the accuser and he accuses you all the time and, and he makes your character out to be sketchy and, and your obedience to be half-hearted and you you don't you don't look like a Christian, you don't live like a Christian, and and it's so easy to succumb to that that the basis of our acceptance is our performance. The Way to Glory is produced in partnership with Revelation Media in anticipation of their upcoming film, The Pilgrim's Progress, coming to theaters Easter weekend. I spoke with producer and writer Steve Cleary about how he chose to portray one of the most grotesque and disturbing characters in the book. What about Apollyon? How do you treat Apollyon in the movie? We did not shy away from the demons in Apollyon. We have been told that he's a scary, creepy creature. Apollyon has two forms. 
in the movie. He he has the form of a man and he has the form of a beast. The man to me is actually more freaky than Polly on the beast. He's very cunning and he's like whispers in Christian's ear, you have turned on your family. You have failed the king. He tries to tear down Christian's confidence and he has to put on the full armor of God and fight a battle that there's no way in the world in a human sense he could ever win. To partner in their efforts in translation and distribution and to download a free animated Pilgrim's Progress ebook, go to revelationmedia.com. Then Apollyon broke out into a grievous rage, saying, I am an enemy to this prince. I hate his person, his laws, and people. I am come out on purpose to withstand thee. Christian said, Apollyon, beware what you do, for I am in the king's highway, the way of holiness. Therefore, take heed to yourself. One of the things that's interesting about this character to me is he is unmistakably an enemy and he's his presence is is really obvious right like he wouldn't go unnoticed by christian but i feel like a lot of people reading this book today have a different experience with the devil you know what i mean with satan they have a different experience with satan in that they they don't tend to acknowledge his presence very often right and i and i sometimes say to christians you know most of the time satan you're not dealing with Satan, you're dealing with one of his interns, because he doesn't have to come himself. But there are days, I think, that we deal with him. I said to somebody the other day that I think I've felt Satan's presence in the last few months more than I've done in 40 years of of being a Christian. Wow. And so I've been thinking a lot about Apollyon and, and Christian. You know, when you read Pilgrim's Progress, Apollyon isn't on every page. He's just at that particular point in the narrative. And yet there's evil on every page and there are temptations on every page and Satan works through other people and and there are lots of temptations that, that Christian uh, faces and trials and difficulties behind which lies Satan. But there are times in our lives, I think, when we when we confront him and that's when it is important that we've put on the gospel armor and the shield and the sword and the, and the helmet that Christian is given when he, when he leaves uh, Palace Beautiful. Then Apollyon straddled quite over the whole breadth of the way and said, I am void of fear in this matter. Prepare thyself to die. For I swear by my infernal den that thou shalt go no farther. Here I will spill thy blood. Here I will spill thy soul. And with that, he threw a flaming dart at his breast. But Christian had a shield in his hand with which he caught it and so prevented the danger of that. What does that look like these days? Like those moments in our lives when we are confronting Satan, like what does that look like? Well, for me, I think I can truly say to you that I felt his presence, that there was an evil presence in the room and I don't want to be melodramatic and I'm saying this in the sense that I've actually never felt this quite this way before but but how important then to do what Jesus did in his temptations now his temptations were unique and and we shouldn't read Jesus's temptations and, and ask what is this saying to me actually we should say what is this saying to me about my savior 
But in the manner in which Jesus stops him by quoting scripture, it is written. And and in those moments when we are when we are facing accusation that condemns our conscience and, and robs us of sleep and makes us feel completely worthless, uh, we do what Jesus did and we quote scripture. And with that, he had almost pressed him to death, so that Christian began to despair of life. But as God would have it, while Apollyon was fetching his last blow, Christian nimbly reached out his hand for his sword and caught it, saying, Rejoice not against me, O mine enemy. When I fall, I shall rise. Micah 7, 8. And with that gave him a deadly thrust which made him give back, as one that had received his mortal wound. Christian perceiving that, made at him again, saying, Nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors, through him that loved us. Romans 8, 37. And with that, Apollyon spread forth his dragon wings and sped him away. And the power of the word to rebuke Satan and send him packing. Apollyon reminds me that that Satan has various strategies. And I don't think he has a lot of them. And, And to learn what those strategies are, to to recognize the manner in which he usually deploys his weapons, um, to study that. And one of the things that I always get out of this passage is that Satan always makes you feel bad about yourself by pointing you to your sins. And the remedy for that is the gospel. The, The remedy is justification by faith alone, apart from the works of the law. When we hear the term spiritual warfare, it feels a little bit like a novelty. We've started to smooth out the edges and explain things through physiological, psychological, or even environmental means. Things like anxiety, burnout, depression, they're real. They're actual conditions, but they can also be results of Satan's attacks. He's not subtle, and definitely not in this story. He's just attacking, attacking, attacking. And that aligns with my own experience. I'll find myself in these shame spirals where I'll realize, like, oh, I'm not that great. And then I'll suddenly look around and realize everyone else thinks I'm not that great. And then I'll think, oh, I'm a bad person, actually. Like, I'm actually pretty terrible, and everyone else knows I'm terrible, and I'm never going to get any better. And before I know it, I'm internalizing that message. And now it's affected not just my brain, but my life. It's affected my family. And it's affected my relationship with God in a way that can be completely destructive. I don't always think those thoughts just come out of nowhere. It it seems sometimes like the timing is just too coincidental. I mean, Apollyon doesn't like Christian. He's mad because he bailed on him. He was a part of his kingdom. And then Christian said, you know what? I want the other kingdom. So Apollyon is jealous, he's envious, and he's bitter. So now he's attacking. He does that to all of us, I think, at some point. And it's right to be frustrated. I think one of the best things about this character of Apollyon and the reality of the devil is it's the one area we can direct 
all of our frustration, all of our animosity, and just apply it. But more than anything, we can take the gospel and what it does for us, and we can just shove it in his face. Yes, I'm terrible. I get it. You know, I'm not good at this. I'm not good at being a Christian. But you know what? That's why Christ died for me. And we just keep preaching that. Jesus died for the exact things you're bringing up, man. Like, you're not doing anything useful here. The Word of God pierces right through the armor of the devil. Just don't hold back. Keep stabbing. When it comes to the devil, our only true enemy will need to use the Word of God in a way that feels to him like violence. Join me for another chapter of The Way to Glory next week. Subscribe to the show in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else podcasts are found. If you like the show, leave us a review. Information on how you can watch and support Revelation Media's upcoming movie, The Pilgrim's Progress, can be found at revelationmedia.com. This episode was written and produced by myself, Richard Clark, and Cray Allred. Narration by Marissa Torado. Theme music is Shadows of the Dawn by The Grey Havens from their album Ghost of a King. Additional music by The Grey Havens and Sweeps.